evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of the Large Stream, episode number 236, this, the 9th of November, 2019. I, your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh, with me, as always, is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well this beautiful evening, or whenever you're watching this. And uh, today we got some strange stuff coming on. I got to admit, our, our producer, Max Liao, was not happy with the content, but... Like with I any of our you, content? It had, it had to be done. He likes some of our content. Well, sometimes he likes our content. Yeah, sometimes. He should like Most it more of the time. That's true. He should like it all the time. Indeed, he, he should. should. fake it. Yes. Fake it till he makes it. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, uh, what, oh, you are, is uh, Garthon's premiere back here? Being gone two weeks? Two weeks in sunny Wisconsin. Sunny Wisconsin. I don't think uh, I've it was, it was The first day I got there was hot. Oh, okay. It ceased Wait, wait, hot, hot for Wisconsin? It was hotter than Virginia Beach. It was warm. All right. It okay. really, and everyone's like, wow, it's really hot today. Because I had like my coat on. I was expecting blizzards and thunderstorms, you know, sled that dogs. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's October. And then it was hot as hell. So I was sweating oh, my butt off. Duncan, continue the subscription. I didn't see the I didn't see the pop-up. I have up. the bot running. I didn't see the pop-up happening. But, yes, thank you, Duncan. Look at that. Thank Duncan you so much, Duncan. paid his own way. He's a grown boy now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got the bot running. Everything seems happy. Uh, everything's in the usual That's place. Good. That's good. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, everything should be. All right. But, I, uh, what's happening with me? What's happening with me? Oh, uh, tomorrow. Duncan Soto for the first time ever gets no fanfare. I'm sorry. I don't I know, know, right? <laughs> the, the bot's running. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Raven's Lair's like, what? He paid? What? <laughs> but it's good to see you too, Duncan. It's good to see you. No, uh, tomorrow is hey, my son's NPL. birthday party. Uh, yesterday was my daughter's birthday party. Hey, look at that. What, yeah. What'd she do? Nothing. Just we had ice cream cake. Oh, that's it? Yeah, pretty just, much. Nothing too exciting. For, we're, we're, we're very low key in Casa de Garthon. Oh, uh, okay. All right. How old? We, wait, how old is she? 13. 13? Okay. She didn't have any, like, friends over she does like not that. want her friends to meet us i cannot that imagine bad? why i can't imagine that why. bad i'm that wow. cool i don't know i'm <laughs> i can't imagine why oh wow okay well you're That's like your friends come over like hey you want to learn klingon i don't know just uh <laughs> probably not a thing <laughs> yes well, Ramsley, a carville ice cream cake i wanted fudgy the whale i was outvoted oh that's too bad i just like saying fudgy the whale well, we have we're having two birthday parties, one for friends and one for family. Mm. Yeah. Probably your so, friends for a little Frankie plushie. Hmm. And that could be taken the wrong way. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> Where is my Frankie? No, that's no, okay. I've gone it's okay. for two weeks and it's gone. It's all right. Please that's continue. Fine. Please continue your story about two birthday parties. All right. But uh, tomorrow is the friends the friends party, so got a bunch of friends going to a uh, uh, party place that does bouncy castles and stuff. Oh yeah, we of... we've done that a few times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get you get pizza and cake and whatever at the end. So that, that's that's pretty good. And then uh, we're waiting till Thanksgiving 
for his family birthday party because that's when family is coming in from outside the state. And so, you know, it's only a couple of weeks after his birthday. So, you know, all the birthdays will be right there because my wife's birthday, my son's birthday and my mom's birthday all in November. Wow. All within two weeks of each other. Chucky, Chucky cheese has gone too far downhill. It's true. It's true. I mean, especially the Chuck E. Cheese near me. I went in it because Alexander was like, oh, Chuck E. Cheese, I want to go there. I'm like, let me check it out. It was, I, I, I thought I would get hepatitis just walking in. It was awful. They're kind of sad. Oh, man. I mean, the, the animatronic stuff, they got wires sticking out of them. And they're, I mean, they're uh, barely animatronics. are broken, held together with duct tape. Well, if you, go, I mean, I would... if you go to modern Chuck E. Cheese, the animatronic Chuck E. Cheese is like just from like the chest up. It yes. just says, ah, it's like in a window. It's sad. Yes. It is sad. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And if, if I had found a hypodermic needle on the floor, I would not have been shocked. Would not have been shocked. That place was dirty, broken, unkempt, and it looks like a steampunk I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure half, <laughs> half of the employees sell drugs of varying kinds. No, they got to make ends meet. They don't get paid a lot from turkey yeah, cheese. Pretty much. What's funny, when I was a kid in uh, Spokane, Washington. Spokane? Well, Spokane. But there mm-hmm. was a, we had a big turkey cheese there. Um, probably because we weren't too far from Nolan Bushnell, uh, founder of Atari, founder of Chuck E. Cheese, Nolan Bushnell, um, Washington State, that area. Ah! There it is. I guess he just didn't like Duncan. <laughs> That's right. That surprised me. The outlaw. Me well, thank you. Thank you. Outlaw gets it. But uh, new Chuck E. Cheese open, and that thing was huge, full of video games. Um had three different stages for animatronics in three different rooms. There was an Elvis wow. lion. There was like the full stage with Chuck E. Cheese. I think there was another one. It was insane. And then, you know, so when I take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese, that's what I'm expecting. That's what I grew, had a little kid. And I walk in this place. It's like one room in a strip mall with like a bunch of, with a coin, with ticket machine, coin machines. Like, this is just sad. Yep. It's just sad. Looks like he the dog's drinking already. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> Keep the dogs what? Said you're drinking already. Oh no! This is this is just a uh, this is soda, just soda, just soda. Don't worry. From the stream, not mixed or anything. That's right. Just soda. all right. But anyway, so birthday party. That that, that was it. That, that was, was it. it. All right. Yep. Well, let us continue then. Just soda. Just right. Soda. Wink. Get Easy. the wink. Easy. No corn whiskey in this at all. <laughs> but where there is corn whiskey is in Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, where we talk about RPG Fundamentals, Feast of Legends. You've heard the rumors. They are true. And Heathen Dog will let you know about them. Uh, talking about the background of the system, um, his decision to talk about this has angered our production manager. Yes. Yes. He has no faith in, in, uh, in Feast of Legends. No faith at all. None. None. Zero. As a matter of fact, he was telling me if if any if a if a game master came up to him and said, "Hey, this week we're doing a one-off of Feast of Legends," he'd say, "I'll I'll see you next week." There are people who are like that. Yes. And you know what? They are allowed their own opinion. But yes, I'm holding my opinion until I hear Heathen Dogs review. There you go. Always a good plan. That's right. And Garthon's comic pull. I forgot my own segment. It's been so long. We're talking about Warrior Nun Dora number one. All right. Quick, quick preview. Don't call yourself Dora. Just because instantly Dora the Explorer is going to come for anyone. Nowadays in America. It's just going to say, you know, warrior. Because 
as soon as my daughter saw that cover, she's like, the Explorer? So she grew up and now is a nun? Like, no, just don't. No, 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 not just a nun. A warrior nun. Skin tight number none so i saw that i saw dora and i'm like oh dora and then, then i then i saw the picture so i could tweet it i'm like oh god i feel dirty now <laughs> yeah this is not right uh then batman curse the white knight number four and red goblin colon red death number one and in the rng we talk about not allowed to smash my shirinui we'll talk about what happened with that with everyone's favorite king of fighters character my shirinui at least my favorite because she has an excellent moveset. Really does. Great character. So, and other intriguing assets. But moving on. 2020 is coming. Gen Con 2020 is coming. Badge registration. Activity sign-ups. Badge registration to 26 January 2020. The activity sign-up is 17 May 2020. The events is 30 July to 2 August of 2020. We didn't put the year. What if someone doesn't know? I said it. Oh, my God. So you're okay. So start planning now to be ready to join. The Legion of Myth at Gen Con. So uh, we're going to be there. Tickets go fast. Got to be there, ready to pounce. Get those tickets. We want to see you there. We want to hang out. It'll be fun. We got many people oh. going. Oh, wait, wait. If by some reason there are at least five people at Gen Con who, who say, hey, Heathen Dog, aren't you going to run Feast of Legends? I will. Ooh. Save it. Save it. Save, save it for the segment. After the segment. <laughs> Need to. <laughs> Buy some Wendy's to get our bonuses. <laughs> I actually did. Yesterday, I, I bought Wendy's bef- before I read it again. Just get my mindset going. That's right. That's how he's going to do it. Mark says, is this the same red death used to be called Kandra? No. It is the kind of death that destroys your brain cells. Awesome. Oh, my God. I'm already getting mad thinking about this book. Yeah, if, Thanks. If all of you haven't figured it out yet, uh, his his last comic is usually the worst. Because yeah, he doesn't it's either want the it best or the worst. Yeah, he, he doesn't want it tainting the others That's if he right. does it first. That's right. I can't do it first. I'll just be mad the whole time. I don't let it go. Streaming schedule. Elgarian, right Friday at 9 a.m. playing Shroud of the Avatar. The premier Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. If you love Shroud of the Avatar, you should watch Elgarian. Of course, you probably already are if you're intelligent and like Shroud of the Avatar at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, also, Monday at 8 p.m., he's playing Left 4 Dead 2 with Heathen Dog, right? Right. Yes. yes. And and uh, we're also playing with Sherris and My Fault most nights as well. Yes, that's awesome. Doug says, this could be added to the painting you're going to win with from Gartham with Crying Batman and Spider and the Hook Riding Panda. Yes, I will do that for you. You sure you want to ride a panda, not like a panda-colored tardigrade? Because I could do that. Mm. <laughs> Giant panda-colored tardigrade. And also, Heat the Dog, Monday, 8 p.m., Left 4 Dead 2 with Algarian. Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Imperial Glass Survival with Garthon and members of you, the Legion with Viewing Audience. If you own a copy of Imperial Glass Survival and you are a subscriber, you could go on our private server and play with us. It's fun. Charger in a panda suit. Oh, I like it. Garthon, doing those other things I mentioned. And the live stream. We got to talk about the live stream. Saturday, 8 p.m., Central, 9 Eastern. Animes, comic, games, reviews, be there. You're here now. You should be. It's great. And also, on Sunday, I do Final Fantasy III. Going to start that back up after an absence at 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern. On Legion Myth 2, twitch.tv slash Legion Myth 2. Max Leo, Monday through, uh, Wednesday through Friday at 12 p.m. That's noon, buddy. Is playing Destiny 2. And there's a vote at Straw Poll of games he should be playing in the future. If you stick with it or what. Yep, it's still open. It's still open. Vote. So you can vote on that right now. There's the link. 
Strawpoll.me slash you figured out. One eight eight seven nine four nine two. There you go. And Noro, everyone's favorite tanker, is on Thursday at eleven a.m. playing Cat Quest Two, the RPG, for her enjoyment and your edification. Becomes in smarter. Japanese. In Japanese, that she's makes it harder. In Japanese, she's yes. playing the game in Japanese or speaking Japanese yes. the whole time. She's playing the game in Japanese, speaking Japanese, and then translating it for okay. the non-Japanese speaking audience. That's entertaining. Uh, it's a good. Uh, she's getting good views on that. It's a fun stream. So go ahead and join Noro. And don't forget Heathen Dog on his own channel, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m., seven days to die. Twitch.tv slash Heathen Dog. If you go to my channel, you, you can look at the, the Horde days. They're clearly marked, and you could see Sheris and I getting just destroyed. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> we have a new plan, though. We're new plan. I'm excited by this plan. For much, much, raging much raging. Figure. Yes, much raging. There was <laughs> a lot of raging. Yes. And don't forget, for every 1,000 bits donated, slash with two, it opens up a random video game key giveaway. Woo! So watch the, watch the Max Leo and the Noro on Leash with two. Raven's right. Lair? He's, he, he's doing anti-feminist things. We could get banned. Yeah, I, that joke better not be going where I think it's going. It's going exactly where you think it's going. I hope not. I thought Raven's Lair was classier than that. Nope, he's old man. So don't forget, join our Discord community. Discord. Slash, I'm not saying it. Uh, join our, follow us on Twitter, at least tweet us, we'll tweet you back. You can watch our say it's recorded videos on YouTube.com slash Leisure Myth. And don't forget, you can watch live and chat with us at Twitch, twitch.tv slash Leisure Myth, and twitch.tv slash Leisure of Myth 2. Ramslayer's PC. <laughs> Bleeds for seven days. All right. I went to the wrong window. Don't forget to get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Leisure of Myth. Impress your friends. Let everyone know how cool you are, even if it's just yourself in the mirror. You need that positive reinforcement, my friend. You need to look at the affirmation. You put on your Leech with Gear shirt, and you look in the mirror and say, I'm awesome, because I'm a Legionnaire. And you'll know it's and true. gosh darn it, people like me. At least the Legion myth will. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Current goals. Twitch follower goal 1,000. Oh, my God, we made it. July, August, September. Oh. That's fantastic. Twitch subscriber goal. Uh, we didn't quite make it. This much, this much. We need uh, something like fifteen to or seventeen. Well, actually, no, uh, thirteen to fifteen more, more subscriptions, and and we'll make it. But uh, if, if if we don't get it by the end of the year, then it starts over. Got to get all three again. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen. I don't think. That's okay. That's okay. YouTube subscriber goal, driving fifteen hundred. We're at fourteen twenty three. That went up to oh my gosh, we're getting so close. It's so exciting. Yes. And Patreon is steady at 44 out of 100. That's okay. We appreciate all of your patrons. Thank you very much. We'll try to get that up. Try and get more content for you to give you a reason to. We do appreciate all of our Patreons, our YouTube subscribers, our Twitch follower subscribers. Thank you so much. So, we have one last goal of 2019. If we had 100 Twitch subscribers, we'll enter our 2019 video game key cash. Uh, last Saturday. That will be the last Saturday of December in 2019 so everyone merry follow, christmas merry christmas so follow subscribe Leech with chat with the members clips share suggestions share suggest animes comic games for us we're there for you we have over four years of content in the live stream alone not to mention all the thousands of hours of other content we have up on there we have amazing shroud of the avatar content the premier shroud of the avatar stream on the internet team ups imperial last survival left for dead 2 we have interesting retro game playing with final fantasy 3 and we have their alternate channels with Legion with 2 and heathen dog so please join us. Be with us more. We like talking with you guys. It's always fun. Yep. Ray's already subbed. <laughs> yeah. I know, Ray's like, we appreciate it. 
Everybody knows this leash was. That's probably true, Sheriff. Duncan did his part. So remember, Saturday, 16 November, two end reviews, three comic reviews, four giveaways. We're going to be giving away Knights of Pen and Paper plus one Deluxeier edition. The Knights of Pen and Paper 2, the Deluxeist edition. Yeah. Prison Architect, which is actually a really, really fun game. Oh, no. Oh, Maxley, I said he had to, he had to uh, yeah, take he had it to off his computer. Himself. Yeah. Yeah, he had taken off his computer because he was like he was staying up all night, hours sleep, going to work. It wasn't good. It was it was bad for him, so he had to stop it. <laughs> Addictive game. And Amazon gift cards, Duncan says for Baldahar. Well, that's what happened last time. We are giving away Amazon gift cards, so be there, everyone. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. The more people who join, the more entries, the more we give away. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you to our Patreons, our Twitch supporters, subscribers. Gary M., thank you so much. Brian H. Sheriff, thank you so much for your contributions. Reese, Aaron, cheers. Top is Zon. Thank you so much, Zon. Insane amount. And gift subscriptions, Zon is still number one, too. Thank you so much. We do appreciate all of our subscribers. Thank you so much. You keep this insanity rolling. Rating system, half star, insane, bad, drives you wild with madness. It makes you want to cut out your own eyes to save yourself from it. But no, your eyes will remain. Only your sanity will leave. And five stars is extraordinary. We very, very rarely give that out. A couple of times a year. Max. Yeah, max. Sheriff likes Prison Architect. How do you like it? Disclaimer. All right. Full screen. Oh, here full we screen. Go. Very important. There, do it. Do it. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. That was beautiful. Thank you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I invite all of us to go, and as we hum to ourselves, the vibrations of our mind take us through time and space, where the fullness of the universe embraces us with love. For what greater love is there than the sharing of knowledge? Because I tell you, my friend, it is the sharing of knowledge that truly makes one human to rise above the other subspecies that surround the universe. Only we, the human species, have mastered, as far as we know, the ability to communicate ideas, to take these strange, nebulous, communicating urges within us and spread them out to others, spreading like a viral infection across the planet, dragging even those unwilling up with them with the knowledge of the gods in it. My friends, you may try and remain ignorant, you may try and live in the cave and stop it, but the information has a way of weeding its way through the very fabric of space itself. My friends, the vibrations of humanity are ringing through your ears. You must all tune yourself, tune yourself to ignore the static around you. Ignore it, my friends. Stay true to the clear tones of the Legion of Myth and the clear truth of Heathen Dogs RPG Fundamentals. Thank you very much, Gartha. And hello, Legionnaires. And I hope you're having a great day. And I'm going to give you something that you never thought you'd have. I'm going to give you an overview of the greatest RPG ever made. What? Wait, what? Buy a fast food company. All right. There you go. There you go. And if you like that, if you like that, you'll really like all of my <laughs> other content, all of the content. So please like, subscribe, and uh, check out our uh, our older content. But first, we're going to go. We're going to push ahead. We're going to push ahead with this. And I'm going to tell you the, the background of this. It's not very hard. 
Uh, Publication Day is 2019. It came out uh, just last month. And uh, it was published by VMLYNR. I tried to look for what that's an acronym of. Apparently, it's not an acronym. That's the actual name of the of the uh, PR company. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That made this for Wendy's. And you can get this for free at the feastoflegends.com website. Download the PDF for free. I believe uh, there was a there was a convention last month that they gave out hardcover copies for uh, for the first hundred people or oh, so that visited cool. the booth. But uh, you really you really can't get a hardcover copy, I don't think. But uh, you can only get the PDF for free. So that's great. It's great. It's free game. Now let me tell you about it. A little bit about the backstory. It all starts in a land besieged Your by world. what? That's right. The deep freeze has arrived. That's right. As you can see from the map, the bottom corner it of looks uh, like a burger. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? That's a. I'm sure that was an accident. <laughs> no. no, has been invaded by the deep freeze, led by the evil clown, the ice jester. Definitely not a hit on Ronald McDonald. I, no, I don't see how you could make that comparison. No. Stop it. Now, the deep freeze, it's it's spreading all across the land, getting people to freeze their meat. And the first land to fall is Creeping Vale. The Creeping Vale with their king, the creepy king with the paper crown. <laughs> Definitely not a diss against Burger King. No! I thought they were talking about White Castle. Very well could be. Definitely <laughs> could be White Castle. Yes. I like the paper crown. I like they sided with the they have sided with the ice jester and the the kingdom has fallen into despair. It is your duty to defend Beef's Keep, which is the entire land, from succumbing to the evil United Clown Nations, to get fresh meat for all people everywhere. Did you know there's actually quick side note? And there's an issue of Dragon Magazine for first edition. AD and D, they actually give okay. stats for a demon prince of demon prince named Ron Hell McDonhell. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. He has a okay. giant sausage. So, that's good. That's good. So we will go into what you need to play the game. All right. First, you need the whole menagerie of dice. You need everything from D4 to D20. All right. You're gonna need them all. Or at the website which you download the PDF from, it has a it has a dice roller program on it. So if you have a tablet, no, is a tablet or a laptop or whatever, you don't even need dice. They give you they, they give you an option to roll dice on their website. Okay. Of course, you need the PDF, character sheet, pencil, and here's the hard part: a willingness to play an RPG full of eye-rollingly bad puns, all of them about food. No, I'm already on board. You're already on board. Okay, then we're go ahead and push through. Okay. We're going to talk about how to play the game. First, we're going to talk attributes, what they are, how to roll them, why they're important. Then the mechanics of the game, initiative, attacking, defending, all that all that stuff. Uh, the orders, which are the classes in the game. They're called orders. Which that baked potato has a hat. Yes, it does. At first, I thought it was a sandwich. No, it's a baked potato. Get it? Food is very important in this game, if you had not guessed that already. All right. And uh, the orders are the classes in the game. Uh, ju uh, just like uh, in uh, Earth Dawn, they're called disciplines. Well, in this game, they're called orders. <laughs> Getting hungry. 
Okay. And then there's skills, how to use them and what they do. And at the end, we'll talk about equipment. No meal can be eaten without utensils. And I'm not kidding. A lot of the equipment is utensils. Spork is a deadly weapon in this game. Fair enough. Deadly weapon. All right. So let's start off with your statistics. All right. They have six statistics. First is strength. Obvious. It's lifting, push, push, pull, carrying, melee damage, stuff like that. Intelligence. It's your general smarts. Now, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of puzzle mechanics in the, in the printed adventures in the, in the back of this book. So you use your intelligence to defeat the puzzles. If you, as a player don't already know the answer. Fine. Okay. Then there's charm. This is your interaction with NPCs, not player characters. You really got to talk them into stuff, but this is your interaction with NPCs, how much they like you, how, how much they are swayed by your arguments. If you have any stuff like that, then arcana, this is your base magical ability. If you're using a magical ability, you have to roll arcana for it to hit or for it to activate or what have you. And the last one is grace. This is your general dexterity or, uh, or more, more, uh, aptly how well quickly and, uh, efficiently you move. Okay. Seems, seems basic. I mean, if you look really closely, squint your eyes a little bit, it's just strength, intelligence, charisma, wisdom, and dexterity, but okay. Okay. Now, how do you get these stats? Well, easy. You roll 4d4 and you add the dice together. That's your stat. Yes, it's 44. Just like Wendy's four for $4 menu. That's right. That was purpose. That was on purpose. They did that on purpose. And, and as, as you can see, you get uh, bonuses and detriments depending on how well or how badly you roll. Well, now, you can arrange four them. Four for four, you can get a little burger and nuggets yes. and fries and a drink. That's a that's a heck of a deal. I know, right? Deal. And uh, Wendy's, we are just waiting to sell out. So <laughs> let us know. We're just waiting for the time. Exactly. And the time is when you call. All right. So, and you can arrange these stats in any order. So if you had your... If you had your, your mind set on a specific order that you want to play, it has minimum requ requirements for stats. You can arrange them in order to make the minimum requirements as you'd like, which is great. Okay, so after that, you're going to go and you want to play the game. Well, here's how the actual mechanics work. Initiative, pretty easy. You roll a d20, highest roll wins. And then it goes down in descending order. Now, the game does not give uh, extra rules if there is a tie. It, it doesn't go, well, the grace goes first or go by grace. I'm sure that'll have to be a house rule, how you want to handle ties on initiative. But just like in most games, I'm sure that the PC will win if tied with an NPC. That's usually how it works in most games. And a turn. A turn uh, time frame is not defined. It's however long it takes you to complete all of your actions. And you get three actions in a turn. You get a main action which you can use to attack, use a skill or a power or, or lift something or do something that takes a significant amount of time to accomplish. You can also do a movement or, and an extra action. Extra action is more of, uh, in many other games, like a free action, something that does not take a whole lot of concentration, dropping things, kicking things that are already on the floor, uh, picking up something that's at, you know, arm level. You don't have to bend down, just pick it up drop it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Easy, easy actions that don't, don't require a lot of thought or planning. You can do those for free. That's fine. You can do one of those for free. 
Now, you want to roll the attack. You want to attack. That's great. You roll a d20. You get your relevant stat bonus, which whatever you're attacking with. If you're attacking with a spell, you get your arcana bonus. If you're attacking with a ranged weapon, you get your grace bonus. If you're attacking with a melee weapon, you get your strength bonus. If it is equal to or higher than the defense of your opponent, you hit. It's that easy. And the opponent's defense is based on their order and whatever armor or protective gear or spells that they have on them at the time. All right. Now, after that, it goes into a, a very D&D like advantage disadvantage situation. Uh, this, this, this mechanic happens when you go into feast mode. All right. When a, when a player or NPC rolls, uh, you roll 2d20 and you take the highest roll if you have the advantage or the lowest roll if you have the disadvantage. Anyone who's played 5th edition D&D is, is familiar with advantage and disadvantage. Now, the feast mode, when this is enacted, if you roll a 20 on either attack or a skill roll, you go into feast mode. Not to be confused with beast mode. No, no, no. This is food puns here. Stop it. Feast mode. Stronger than beast mode because in feast mode, you get maximum. If you roll to attack, you get maximum damage. You do maximum damage. And then, and then you get to roll normal damage on top of it. It's, it's, That's it's pretty crazy. I'm not a big fan of that mechanic. It seems like it's too OP, but that's how it works and on top of that your next roll no matter what it is you're at the advantage which gives you double the the chance to roll feast mode yet again now if you rolled feast mode on a skill you get the most advantageous outcome of that skill or power if it's a skill that if you rolled uh you rolled decks to to traverse a uh a a chasm on a tightrope not only did you make it but you were able to help someone else across so they don't even have to roll, stuff like that. Or if you used a, a power and you rolled it, then that power would have maximum effect or maximum damage depending on what it is. Now, on the opposite side, the flip side, if you will, big oops. This is a critical failure. They call it big oops. Roll a one on an attacker skill. If you roll a one on an attack, you automatically miss. Doesn't matter how many bonuses you have or how low their defense is, you automatically miss. And at the GM's discretion, it could be a fumble, meaning you hurt yourself, you hurt a teammate, you break your weapon, whatever. It's up to the GM. He, he or she is uh, tasked with being as horrible as possible with this because feast mode is so strong. Now, if it's a skill, then you get the worst possible result, meaning that if you were crossing that chasm over that tightrope, you rolled a one, not only did you fall, but you accidentally cut the rope. So no one else can try after you. Stuff Duncan, like that. It looks like Duncan wants to work for the Frozen Jester or whatever his name is, the way he keeps suggesting things. Yes, if you name your character Red Robin, it's an automatic NPC and a bad guy. Not Wendy's. Get over it. It's like the evil Robin Hood who robs from the poor and gives to the rich. There you go. Now, next on our, on our mechanics list, we have movement. Now, we talked about movement earlier. It's one of your actions that you can take during your turn. Normal movement is 25 feet. You can move up to 25 feet. If you don't move the full 25, you still use your movement action. You cannot save it. There's no split. There's no split actions. No split movement in this. And there's no carrying over to the next turn. I kind of like the if Bob you Big for Boy idea, though. Sorry. If if you forego your main action, you can sprint, make a double movement for 50 feet. Okay. Now, cheap shot. This is uh this is Wendy's version of attack of opportunity. 
It's the ex it works the exact same way. If if you uh, if you do a full movement retreat through or away from someone's uh, area area of attack, they get a free attack on you. And of course, it works the same way you and the NPC rather than NPC you. The same thing. Falling down. If for some reason, because skill, power, or fumble, you fall down, you it takes your movement action to get up. All right. But anyone attacking you while you're prone attacks you at the advantage meaning they get to roll 2d20 and take the highest number. Now, fun fact for this one, if you fail to hit someone that is prone, somehow fail rolling 2d20, taking the highest result, you fall down. I can see that. Okay. Now, resting. There aren't a whole lot... There, there are some powers in the game, spells and abilities that can heal you but the best way to heal is rest now i'm not talking resting as in sleeping i'm talking resting as in eating that's right there are no po heal potions in this game there's only food food there are two types of food wendy's food and not wendy's food guess which one's better i'm thinking it's a hard decision considering who sponsored the game okay while you're thinking that we'll move on experience now, uh, this is more of a, I'd say, modern type game for experience. There are no experience points for defeating enemies. Uh, going, going through modules, excuse me, successfully completing the, the modules that are in the book, you gain a level. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So if you successfully get through a story, there are, there are five stories in this, uh, in this epic quest to, to, save, uh, to save the land. Um, you get up to level five. Saving throws. Okay. Uh, someone uses a skill or power on you. It requires you to have a saving throw. It will always target a specific statistic. And you will roll a d20 using your statistic. If you equal or greater the roll used to hit you, you saved. Normally, when you save, you take half damage unless listed otherwise in the power or skill. All right. There you go. So we've gotten through the mechanics. Now. We're going to talk about the orders. All right. These Duncan, are the classes you can be. Duncan's orders, two nuggets, and a frosty. Well, you can do that. Uh, the Some of the orders are order of the chicken. You can be order of the spicy chicken sandwich, order of the home-style chicken sandwich, order of the grilled chicken sandwich. I You, you get it. There's an order for every menu, for every, uh, not menu item, but, but every single... Uh, but there's no subservient chicken order there. No, no, no. It, uh, they have an order for every single, uh, what do you call them? Like the, the numbers one through 15 or yeah. on the, the, the package deals. They have, they have an order or class for so, another so one. I have be here. order of the chicken nugget. Yes. All right. Yes. Duncan's in Duncan's in. Okay. Now the one I have pictured here is order of the baconator. Cause that's my favorite sandwich at Wendy's. All right. The order of the baconator is, is a subset of the order of the beef. Makes sense. Sure does. Now, your base defense is 15, which is very high. Uh, you get five additional hit points when you create your when you create your character. And uh, you get plus two points to your strength stat once you choose Order of the Baconator as your order. And you, you are skilled with medium armor, heavy armor, and heavy weapons. You cannot use light armor, staves, items, gener items granting new magical skills, or projectile weapons. You can't. You're a barbarian. You eat beef and bacon. 
Where's this his order? No, that Namby Pamby weapons for you. No, no, no. None of that weak butt armor for you. No, no, no. You smash. You get in someone's grill and you smash them. That's how you roll. And now the the skills, everyone gets the the same skills. You can see the see the skills. You skills by level up to level five. And uh, we're gonna go over them a little bit when we actually get to explaining the skills, which is right now. Ha <laughs> ha! These are special powers that players and NPCs can use in their adventures, uh, either taking on or siding with the the uh, ice jester. Now, uh, you all, if you are the same class, you gain the same skills. That's just how it works. There is no skill choices. You just gain skills as you level, and you can use all of them at your level. For example, level one baconator skill. They're both passive. That means they're on all the time as long as they are relevant. Late night craving. While attacking at nighttime, you gain advantage on all attack and strength saving rolls. Mm. Fresh never frozen. You have resistance to all cold damage. You are truly fresh and never frozen. That's right. Resistance in this game. If you have resistance to something, you take half damage off the bat. If it also calls for a saving throw, if you make the save, you take none. It's great. If you want to use an active skill, that takes your main action to perform. Obviously, passive skills are constant. They don't take an action. They just are. Like I said, as long as they're relevant, they're on. They work. All right. Makes sense. All right. Now, here's some equipment. Now, go ahead and embiggen the screen so we can show everyone this equipment. Now, on the left is armor and weapons, and on the right are buffs and debuffs because of food. Let's look at the uh, armor and weapons first. Fresh baked bun, plus one defense. Foil wizard robe. That's right. The, the foil around the Wendy's hamburger is, is actually a wizard, a wizard robe. robe. I like it. Gives you plus one arcana. And bacon armor, plus three defense. That's Big impressive. One. Big one. And biggie armor gives you not only plus three defense because it has bacon in it, also resistance to ice attacks, half damage from ice attacks. Two resistances equal immune. That means if you are a Baconator with Biggie armor, you take no damage from ice attacks. Well, that's convenient. You are the, you are the bane of the Icy Jester. Who that's why it costs 200. Attacks. Exactly. That's why, it's called, that's why it costs 200 gold. You're probably not going to make that much. Weapons. Spoon. Knife. Straw shot. That's like a, like a blowgun. Fork. Whisk. Paring knife. Toothpicks. Great fork. Spork spatula ladle frying pan great spoon great knife and cast iron skillet all of them have a base damage all of the price and all of them have a type if you are allowed or not allowed certain types of weapons this will tell you whether you are allowed or not allowed to have it and if you can throw it and if you can how far can you throw it to give you your damage there you go now let's look at the buffs buffs for eating wendy's items Cheeseburger gives you plus one strength for the whole day. Chicken, plus one arcana, whole day. Whew. That's a lot. Any beverage, plus one grace. Any windy salad, plus one defense for Shit the whole day. Too, Dick. Now, uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, vegans and vegetarians are, uh, there's a small minority that are rallying against this game because it doesn't have enough vegan or vegetarian options, which I say, you go eat somewhere else, son. Or... You this know, is about the beef. That's true. You know, you're if you are vegan, no one respects you. Go away. Well, I'm not saying that. I am saying that. Now, 
if you decide in a pinch, because remember, you can only heal damage if you eat. What if you don't have any Wendy's food? <gasps> well, then you have to Terrorist eat whatever's thought. handy to regain your to regain your HP. Now, let's say you eat a regular burger from a frozen burger joint. You suffer plus one ice damage to all attacks for the rest of the day. You, my friend, are frozen on the inside. Pizza? You had pizza? Oh, no one likes you. Minus two to all charm the rest of the day. But, but Let's pizza, say you have a snack. Good. Oh, chips. Wendy's chips. taking a dig at everyone, not Wendy's, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone taking a dig up? That's the way it is, man. Let, let Pizza Hut make their own RPG, all right? That's right. They, they can do it. You have a bag of chips because they're around, and you, you love your Doritos. Well, too bad, buddy, because you are less graceful all day. Do you know who else loved Doritos? Saddam Hussein. True story. There you go. Bam. True story. Look it up. All right, let's let's uninvigor now. We and do. that is that is uh, both the background and the mechanics of Feast of Legends. Now, uh, also, there has been a little bit of backlash too because a lot of the artwork uh, from from feminist groups and idiots like that uh, saying artwork? it's it's too it's too revealing. The, the women the women are too attractive, and. I've only heard ugly people say, oh, no, you're too attractive. Well, they say it to me all the time. I mean, I don't know. Well, ugly people say you're too attractive all the time, too. That's the way it is. That's what I'm saying. That's the way it is. Yeah. If you're attractive, ugly people will say you're too attractive and not want to be around you. So It's a parody MMO. Exactly. Away. Exactly. Dumb. It is. Some people yes. have decided to check their sense of humor at the door of their righteousness. Yes. Yes. And to be fair, if you look through, uh, I did I had a picture of a female... One, yeah, a female on one of the slides uh, on the on the stats slide that that's taken from the book and the the art. That's one thing about this book. I really like the art is solid. I don't the think there's anything revealing about that. No, it's not. She, she's not even revealing her her torso because that is not her skin. No, that's like leather over her skin. Yes, yes, that that is that is like a, a leather tunic. It's tight, sure, but it's a leather tunic. It's not even showing any skin. So hey, I you looked at the it. Wendy's mascot recently. Oh, she's very revealing. Oh well, no, no, no. She, uh, she's in armor in this one. It's not yeah, revealing yeah. at all. I mean, I know. Yeah. I was just joking. Okay, there you go. But uh, yeah, I haven't looked in the mirror lately all the time, wouldn't you? All right. So, what is it? Good. Yes. It is a well put together role playing game. Uh, it takes a lot from D and D Fifth Edition. There's even some hints of uh, uh, taking from Warhammer 40k. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, a, a couple of things that uh, escape me right now, but, uh, no, it's, it's a solid role-playing game. You can play it and you can have a good time doing it. The thing is you have to be able to look past all of the puns and, and heartbreakingly obvious, uh, Wendy's promotional stuff to play it. Right. And you're not but, suggesting, you know, giving up whatever system you're playing and only no. going to this for long epic campaigns no 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 don't do that Th this this is really good for a one-off adventure just for funsies and you will have fun playing it because it's a solid mechanic except for feast mode i think feast mode is too strong doing maximum damage and then normal damage on top of that that's too much it's too uh, much mnpl i also know if it's available in hardcover I don't think uh, it is. It, like, like I said, uh, they they did give hardcover at a at a convention last month. I, f I forget which one, but if you weren't there, you don't get it. But I can check drive through RPG. 
You could probably download it for free from the Wendy's website. Well, you're you can. If they have you go the to, print version you go to feastoflegends.com. Yeah, you can download it for free. You can download the PDF for free. Near Comic Con, Sheriff's no, thinks. It's not there. It's not there. A Feast of Legends is not on Draft RPG. So I don't know if how you can get a get a hardcover. Uh, like I said, the only time I knew they gave out hardcovers was at the at the convention last month. But uh, other than that, I don't think you can. I mean, don't 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 take me to the bank on that one. But I don't think you can. So that is my uh, re- really review, my overview of Feast of Legends. What did you think about it? Oh, that's right. What do you think about it? And uh, what are your thoughts on this fast food RPG? Is it too dumb to live or is it campy enough to where you could play it and you can have a good time? I don't know. It's up to you. Go ahead and uh, message me. Uh, put a, uh, put comments in. Throw comments in chat. It depends and on you and su- your group. That's right. Do you have any suggestions for my next RPG? This was a suggestion. It was both here on the live stream and on our Discord. So I had to do it. So if you want to to suggest a game, you can go on Twitter, go on Discord, or you can put it down, put it here in uh, in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube, or if you see us live, you can put it in the chat, and I will take a look at it, just like I took a look at this one. Sheriff is suggesting Rouge Trader. I think he might mean Rogue. I know. I'm being puckish. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> I'm messing with you, Sheriff. I know. I know. It's a common spelling error. It very, is. very common. It is. So, so I just that is here. all. I, I hope you had a hope you had a good time and uh, yeah, give it over to Gartha. Thank you very much, Heathen Dog. Remember, if you want more Heathen Dog, you can like, subscribe, share, join for full streams of anime, comics, and games. Remember, only chat and giveaways. Monthly Q&A with Legion Myth members and account towards our Patreon giveaway goals. We have our massive giveaways here at the Legion on the live stream. And don't forget, there's more Heathen Dog anime stream segments, tabletop gaming fundamental segments, and team ups. Select video streams and others, so make sure to check it out. Go ahead and just hit that subscribe button, mash it hard, and feel the love of Legion Myth and Heathen Dog. Thank you very much. Be a Legionnaire. Oh, we're doing this now, I guess. Alright, alright, we're doing this. Alright. 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 Alright, now we're ready. Yes, Garthos Comic Poll is back! And we're pulling comics. First comic this week is Warrior Nun Dora, number one. Written by Pat Shand, art by Daniel Gette. Colors by Juan Rodriguez, covered by Kurt Hathaway. There's a million variants of this. Yeah, the one I had was a little more uh, sexy. Yeah, yeah, this is the base cover we're showing right here. Okay. All right, so the first Warrior Nun comic series was Warrior Nun Ariala by Antarctic Press, draw, uh, done by Ben Dunn. I loved that series. It was kind of campy, but, you know, you got you had sexy nuns killing demons. What more do you want? I'm telling you, good stuff. Uh, very anime-inspired. This is not that. It actually mm. is an offshoot of that. It's part of the same universe of that. Um, it... Instead of like going in with the story of like, hey, this is your kick-ass warrior nun named Dora, and she's gonna kill people. And the name Dora, if you say Dora, people think the Explorer. I mean, that was just a poor choice. Yeah. But uh, so our friend, the warrior nun, well, future warrior nun Dora, uh, starts out. This is basically like her origin tale. 
uh, there's a sub-story going on with some warrior nuns tracking down these crazed people who are trying to gain holy artifacts to make, to pervert them, use them for evil ends, and they're trying to stop them. There's a big demon guy trying to, like, get the things to become evil, because, you know, you got to have your bad guy. Sure. But the main story is about Dora, who's a high school student, who likes to go out to the beach and drink and be a general menace to society. Her family is very religious, and she completely rebels against them in every way she can. Um, her parents are worried. So, she... normal teenage girl. Uh, she's a little more extreme than most normal teenage girls. Uh, like to the point where she's rebelling to the point where her parents are in tears and she's, you know what? The, I'm tired of my parents. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. You know, and just to uh. make, just to make them mad. Um, the, she finally suspended from school after, after being warned a half dozen times about her attitude and how she's failing from skipping class so much. And there's a lot of, it's actually well written in that you can see Doris internal Molly. She knows she's hurting her parents, but she doesn't, like how they're treating her like she can't like she's just a kid well she's acting like an idiot that's why they're trying to help her but she just keeps pushing them away because she's being overly rebellious she does not seem like a very likable person mm. um she basically sure, i don't like most teenage girls either, yeah so. she actually gets kicked out of school for getting caught smoking in the girl's room again uh and having just after complaining about her parents to her friend while smoking in the girl's room which is not how the song goes by the way uh, for using her nail polish to, to write it upside down across and hail Satan on one of the uh, bathroom stalls. She gets caught, and so her parents decide that they just can't take it anymore, and they send her away to a Catholic boarding school. Because they're like, they'll whip her into shape. They're, we're sorry, they love her, but they just can't handle it because she's in trouble all the dang time. Mm. Um, and she just can't, you know, it's just... She like flips out at her parents, says that they're betraying her. She's been sold to slavery. You know, they see every horrible thing she could say. Just destroys her poor yep. parents. Yep. She had this coming a mile away. You can see it coming. Mm. Um. Oh, also, she's gay and is afraid to tell her parents. I would be too. But the chick she's been making out with actually isn't gay. She would just get drunk, and because it turned on, the boys would do it. And so when she calls her, say, I love you and I'm leaving, she's like, yeah, I guess I love you too, like as a friend and stuff. It's like, but what about, I was just drunk and the voice thought was hot. And so she's just like, oh, great. So like who I thought was my girlfriend wasn't. <laughs> so actually there's some interesting elements going on there. But then when she gets to the, the uh, it's not even like a castle. It's basically a, a convent where you go to school, they're training you to be a nun where she's been forced to go. And she decides she's going to be there. She's going to make everyone's life miserable. Like, she starts waking up at 3 in the morning, banging on pots and pans. You know, she's constantly doing, like, prayers, interrupting everyone. Now, this is where I kind of find the belief build the story to go off. Because if you're doing that, no comment's going to keep you there. They're going to kick your butt out. No or one... they're, they're, they're allowed to do corporal punishment. Well, here's the thing. Even if you're a kid or something, they're just going to throw you. It's not worth the trouble. If you don't want to be there, they're not going to force you to be there. But, hey, whatever. Um, while this is going on, you see that, uh, the evil bad guy who has not yet been named, the servant of the devil, is raising corpses of the dead, uh, to go about, do his dirty work, to go find artifacts for him and to sow evil around the world. Sure. Uh, the comic ends with, uh, Dora, you know, basically telling us to F off, uh, tying up her shirt and stuff so it's all sexy, you know. And uh, lighting a cigarette and, and just kind of walking through the places, 
these astronauts are like, what the hell are we do? And she comes upon like at the secret nun warrior training ground in the basement, where comes all the yeah, it comes upon where all these nuns are like, you know, with weapons and training and like martial arts poses and ha. And then one of the nuns grabs like, you're not supposed to see that. She's like, whoa, 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 what was that there? Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Um. So that she's interested in because people are kicking butt. There's something going on there. But at the same time, like when the nuns is pulling away from that, actually she's not to see it. You see like the great evil one at the same time is starting to see into the convent and the training ground through Dora's eyes. Because Dora's been so like hail Satan and all that stuff. Yeah. He's able to look through her eyes. And now she knows. And you see like the nun is trying to get away, starts foaming at the mouth and falling over. And Mr. Evil's like, ah, hello there, lamb. And it ends. Nice. There's also a, a small review of like previous Warrior on Ariala stories, which makes me miss that a lot more. Um, I wasn't super fond of the art. wasn't terrible. Um, that's not how the Catholic Church works. So they told it they don't let go. I wouldn't say that. Which is part of the problem with them. All right, Raven's Lair, you can keep that opinion to yourself, I guess. But that's not how anything works in the church. They would let you go if you wanted to go. Heathen Dog has left us, apparently. Um... So, as it is, it's uh. I had to sneeze. Sorry. Ah, okay. So as it is, it's the art's okay. It's not great. It's story serviceable. Um, I find Dora a very annoying main character. I don't see compared to like previous Warrior Nun characters who were you know very into the religion. Yeah. They were true Paladin believers. Like. She is not. And so I know that the idea is to tell a redemption story where she becomes one, hopefully. Um, but even then, she starts in such a position where I don't see how she's a likable character. They do a good job of laying in some grand rules with the bad guy, laying out some things. They want you to make interest in what's going on with nuns who are kicking butt. They start bringing that in. Uh, so it's interesting. It looks like a lot of fun. Potentially, this issue I didn't love. It was okay. Uh, it did make me interested enough to want to know what happens in issue two. So it wasn't awful by any means, but it wasn't great. Uh, to me, it was just perfectly average. Two and a half stars. You know, I was hoping for more. It was okay. Main character is too unlikable. Uh, the art's okay. The writing's pretty good, but the character's just unlikable. So, uh, But hopefully it gets better. We'll see. Sometimes books need some time to grow. Maybe this is one of them. Where'd that go? All right. So, uh, what did you think of this scene? What are your thoughts on Warrior Nun, Dory? Have you checked out this book? Have you checked out any previous Warrior Nun books from back in the 90s? Wow. It was a long time ago Warrior Nun Ariala was happening. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts on that, let me know. If you have other books you want me to look at. Uh, did you read the book and think I'm way off? Do you think that Dora is an interesting character and you want to see her character arc? Or do you think she's just kind of crazy? And maybe she's a little too insane? Yeah, let me know. And if you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. And remember, be a legionnaire. Oh, I forgot to put on my interstitials. Dang it. Yeah, it's Gotham's Comic Poll. We're talking about Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number four. All right. Curse of the White, number four. Written by Sean Murphy. Art by Sean Murphy. Colors by Matt Hollingsworth. Cover by Murphy and Ooh, Hollingsworth. As we all know. As, as, as we, we all know. Is. It's really Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falcler said... Uh, well, it's, oh, dang. Previous comment. 
So, but the, uh, all right. So this is a continuation of the fantastic uh, Batman White Knight series, uh, which Sean Murphy did a couple years ago. And this is dealing with the history of the Waynes and the Bacars, who Azrael was a Bacar, and what's mm-hmm. going on with that. Uh, the last issue had Commissioner Gordon stabbed by Azrael and thrown off a building. Where usually it like, kills you. Usually. Uh, this book starts out with uh, a flashback from Barbara Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter, a.k.a. Bat- Batgirl, a.k.a. Batwoman, a.k.a. Batgirl. Depends on the time frame. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, she's remembering a time where her father picked her up from school and she had been fighting with another student. And he basically tells her, you know, well, if someone pushes you, you push them back. Well, if they're bigger, they're stronger. Fight back. You have that right for me. Now, remember, it, I told you it's okay, but you got to win the fight. And uh, But don't tell your mother we had this conversation because she doesn't like to admit it, but you take more after me than her. Ooh. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, meanwhile, this is going on. You're getting scenes of like him. The surgeons are trying to save him. Um, but unfortunately, it is too late, and poor Commissioner Gordon ends up dead. Oh. Um, so much, much sadness results. The, eventually the book goes through different points of the history between, uh, you see some Batman trying to deal with his feelings about Commissioner Gordon being killed without sitting on a gargoyle in the rain, looking at his navel and crying for three hours. I'm <clears throat> Tom King. Uh, he goes and, uh, oh gosh, what's your name? But finds an old friend with the nurses from Crime Alley. And he explains that Fisher Gordon died. And, you know, that's something he's able to open up to. And she tells him a story about how giving him the notebook about the history of the Waynes and the Backers, how her and Alfred first got that book when he was very small. And the book was mailed to him. And when they went down to try and track down who sent it, it was uh, a shady secret organization uh, that was in the basement of the oldest building in Gotham, which was a tavern. And he gave <laughs> of him, course, well, that's how things usually work. Yeah. But when they tracked the guy down, he was like, you know, with the last signs of backers, you know, I'm just, I'm not into the whole war between the Waynes and everything. I just, I'm a librarian now, not a warrior knight like the old order. But I think that's important that. Bruce Wayne have this information so he knows the history of his family and why he needs to do something about it or his family will be cursed with this blood feud between him and this other family. Now, Alfred basically threatens him a bit and he says, look, I'm just trying information. I have nothing to do with this. And then like, he just disappears and everyone who's in the basement just disappears. And they're in like an abandoned basement, not with a cheery fireplace and bars and patrons. It's like, what just happened? So that's kind of freaky. And Alfred wants to burn the book. The girl convinced him to keep it. And that's how it ends up with Bruce Wayne later. Because they, because he's the guardian stole it from the, anyway, long story. The, at the meantime, Barbara is trying to figure out who killed her father. Because there's like no security footage anywhere. No one has any leads. And she's not taking the different answer. The Gotham City PD officer Montoya is telling you, you need to back off. And she's like, you know, F you people. You were on a bar when he got killed. 
He's like, well, he was supposed to be there too, and you know, and oh my gosh, Shrad's name, Bullock, Harvey Bullock. Like, oh Bullock. yeah. If I could yeah. change my own life for Gordon's, I would. I would gladly be dead instead of him. We were having a party. We're sorry. We got out there as soon as we heard anything. Um. So she starts. She's like, you know what? I quit then. Whatever. I quit. I'm just gonna investigate on my own. Like, you know, we'll have to stop you for doing it. Whatever, whatever, I don't care. Eventually, she tracks to organize some information. She finds security footage of a late 70s military vehicle that's been modified. She's like, who the hell would drive that around Gotham unless... And so she tracks out the license plate, figures out where they're going, all that stuff. And she starts checking out a whole bunch of high-end weapons from the armory, and she's about to steal a Batmobile and go after them. And Bullock is there to stop her. And, you know, he stares her down. And he tell, asks her, you sure that's what you want? I I found a vehicle parked near the attacks. I ran through the system. I got a match for a highway cam on the Gotham Interstate. Now, you don't plan on arresting him, do you? No, she says. I don't. At which point, he pulls up a rifle. At a girl. I'll drive. Cause, there you go. Because Bullock is hardcore. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's, he's always been a... Not exactly a squeaky clean cop. No, not exactly. And he is Gordon's best friend on the force. Yeah. Uh, So he's like, cool, I'm after killing these guys. And so they hop in the Batmobile, uh, at which point Dick Grayson has to call him and say, hey, uh, Bruce, um, explains the situation. It's like, yes, they stole a Batmobile. Now, I know you told us you took all the trackers on them. So on the tracker you have hidden on the vehicle, could you maybe tell us where they're going? <laughs> okay, he's learned from experience. Yeah, and while he's talking about that, you see Batman pulling up the tracker before he even says it. Oh, yeah, they're traffic. <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but meanwhile, in the vehicle, Asriel's henchmen are like, "You killed Gordon. That was not part of the plan. I mean, we're gonna be with you no matter what, but that was not the plan. We're supposed to have a shadow war against the Waynes. This is bigger. You've just..." And he's like, "I'm amending the plan." And they're like, look, I know you're dying of cancer, but it's, this is going to kill you faster than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of us have lives. But we'll, we're with you. He's like, I don't care. They all suffer penance. Like, okay, great. And that's when the Batmobile hits their vehicle. <laughs> the one that uh, Batgirl stole. Right. They, and they get around. They have... Uh, but their surprise attack knocks people out. They manage to pry up the door. She has a gun to Asriel's face. They're about to pull the trigger, and Batman stops her. Ah, Killjoy. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, no, we don't kill. You'll regret it. He's like, they killed my dad. Like, well, we don't do that. You're... And that turns into a fight between Asriel and Batman. He gets sucker punched, grabs Batgirl, breaks her back. Yeah, it turns into a real stinking nasty fight. Everything's on fire. The rest of the cops show up. There's bullets flying everywhere. And he's just barely able to pull Barbara out of the fire as everyone escapes. Uh, pretty dramatic moments in this book. I glossed over a lot of what happens with storytelling. But the storytelling's excellent with some great use of scene and panel. Um, the colors are generally pretty washed out and muted. Unless there's something intense, then the colors come in. Um, this, to me, this series has been a lot slower than White Knight. White Knight was pretty slow, too, in the beginning. I, when I first started, I was like, I don't know if I like it, but around issue four, I loved that series. This one, I'm up to, I like. I don't love Mm -hmm. it yet. 
I think it does a lot of interesting things. It's teasing Bane for the next issue. Um, it's an interesting story. I was never the biggest Asriel fan. But it's a well-crafted tale. And going along with how things ended at the end of White Knight, you can see this being the logical uh, conclusion of it. So it's interesting to read. I really enjoyed reading the book, but I didn't love it. So a little conflicted. I liked it. I don't like Barbie. I don't like Gordon being dead. I don't like Barbara getting her back broken, but I just got to put Oracle somehow, I guess. Um, I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Didn't love it. Just under. I think it's intriguing where it's going. Uh, Sean Murphy does a great job with the slow burn of his tales. Um, and I still really love his books, so I can't say anything. There's nothing bad I can say about the book. I can say, well, I wish they hadn't killed Gordon. But it's still an interesting story the way it's told. Everyone's motivations make sense. These people are not stable, generally. Um, so yeah, three and a half stars. Not quite four, but I really enjoy it. Bullock is an honest copy to be an SOB. He's had his moments, Marhawken, where Bullock is not an honest cop. He's never been dirty dirty but he's been you know never been super clean yeah he's just dirty enough that dirty cops you know aren't aren't, don't avoid him basically you know he's just dirty enough that he's you know might be investigated you could believe but for gotham he's squeaky clean you know oh yeah comparatively for uh metropolis you know he's dirty oh yeah metropolis he's 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 the you know he's an ia all the time uh, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So that is my review of Batman Curse of the White Knight. Oh, Vincent, cheers. Thank you, Zahn. Five stars for Zahn. Thank you, Zahn. Oh, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. So let us continue. The, uh, so what are your thoughts to this statement? What did you think of Batman Curse of the White Knight number four? Does it sound interesting? Does it sound like maybe it's moving too slow? I mean... The couple times Batman has seen Azrael, he's just gotten his butt whooped. Um, do you not like the killing of Christopher Gordon? Do you think that Sean Murphy's just going through too many side characters? Uh, do you want to see a bigger focus on the Joker? Because that was a really neat story last time. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Let's talk about the Red Goblin, Red Death, number one. Oh, the Red Death is from Red. Written. It doesn't look good. There are three separate stories in this book. Uh, oh. So, first story is written by Rob Fee, art by Pete Woods. Uh, and uh, the cover is Philip Tassin and J. David Ramos. Second story is written by Sean Ryan, art by Pete Woods. Third story is written by Patrick Gleason. Art by Ray Anthony Height and Mark Deering. And the colors are Dono Sanchez Almara with Proto Bunker. That person's parents just had were hippies, I guess. And they wanted to name him the Proto Bunker. There you go. Well, it's better than Apple. That's true. Alright, so Red Goblin. Um if you're not familiar with Red Goblin, Red Goblin is a character created when Norman Osborne, the Green Goblin, Unable to turn into the Green Goblin anymore, but still wanting to be evil and to get revenge on Spider-Man. 
got a hold of the Carnage symbiote and bonded with it, which helped push the nanites stopping him from turning to Green Goblin out of his blood, because the Carnage symbiote could do that. Sure. And so now he had Green Goblin power, plus Carnage power, plus Carnage insanity, and evil. Uh, it was a story, in, I think, from earlier, yeah, earlier this year in Amazing Spider-Man. Also, Normie Osborn, Norman Osborn's grandson, also got infected with the symbiote as well. I, I thought it was kind of dumb at the time. Some people love the idea. This book is for people who love that idea and want more. So basically, this story gives you, this comic gives you stories of what Red Goblin was doing in between the stories they were showing in the Spider-Man books. So the first, really? yeah. So some people, I guess, couldn't get enough Red Goblin. So what they did was, in Amazing Spider-Man, they showed him coming to a room full of dead children. This is a story of him killing a bunch of kids. Or this is a story of him losing control of the car and murdering a bunch of people. The art's pretty good in all the stories. You get a good... The writing is good in that it shows Norman Osborn's absolute maniacal desire to get revenge on Spider-Man. Uh, how that's his lust for power drives him and he's willing to take extreme measures. Now he believed he could control the Carnage symbiote and soon learned that he really kind of couldn't. Um, it just, he just went super evil. And that sounds interesting as an idea, except where do you go from there? You have to, when you tell a comic book about a villain, there always has to be some sort of pathos for the villain. What are his motivations? How can I understand why he's doing it? And you maybe show a point where he stops, or he is stopped, or something. This is just three stories, well, two of them of Red Goblin going out and murdering people, and one with Normie Osborne, the grandson, um, potentially murdering a bunch of kids at a birthday party. Um, Yes, that's exactly my point. Why? There's nothing really redeeming about this book. It's just stories of a crazy person murdering people. Uh, you could say the third story, where Normie is at a birthday party, isn't, because like a bad person shows up, and he murders him, and or and stuff. It, that was not written as well. Um, it's just there's very not, there's nothing redeeming to me about the book. When did Cassie get infected with Carnage? Oh gosh, Cassie had Carnage in the nineties. That was a long time ago. How did they remove it from him? They hit him with enough sonic frequency it disengaged. I think he died. No, he didn't die. But they just removed it from him. Maybe he died. I don't remember. People come back. Currently, Carnage is running rampant in the Marvel Universe. Because they brought him back for some reason. <sighs> so, yeah. I I did enjoy the book. It's... Well, Cletus Cassidy was Carnage for 30 years. Yeah. And then Cassidy was the other guy... Isn't he Cassie currently Carnage? Oh, I don't remember. I don't keep track of Carnage because I don't think it's an interesting character. It's just... It's like Venom, except without any of the insight, interesting backstory, or morals. It's just murder, 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 goo, splishies everywhere. And this is that combined with destroying Norman Osborn as a character. And the book is just people getting murdered. It's not interesting. It doesn't drive any character. It shows... you. And you didn't need to get any book about the motivation behind the Red Goblin. You already knew if you read the Spider-Man books, it's Norman Osborn, who wants to prevent Spider-Man, was willing to do, to take on the... You knew this. It was already there. 
this is no new information. It's just scenes of him murdering people and deciding who to murder. So I can't see why it's a worthwhile read unless you really, really like, uh, I don't know, torturing rats with a hacksaw, pulling the wings off of flies. If you like that kind of stuff, this is your book. Um, I don't see anything redeeming about it. I If I see... It does have a parental advisory printed on it, but that's just a selling point. Oh, well, that's point. important. That's a selling point. Cars are going to make Venom look like a nice guy by comparison. Well, mission accomplished with that. But at least with Venom, after his, even when Venom was a pure villain, his initial run, you still had pathos for the guy because he blamed Spider-Man and Peter Parker for every bad thing that happened in his life, even though it was his own choices that brought him there. But you could still see his point and where he would get this from. Carnage is just insane and evil. It's not fun. There's no uh, relation to the characters, no understanding. He's just crazy. And he just murders things because he think people he thinks it's fun. Yay. That's not an interesting character. Whereas Venom, I'm still not the world's biggest Venom fan, but over the years he's become a more interesting character. He actually has... Because you got to remember, Eddie Brock had a sense of justice and morals. He was a reporter. He was trying to make things better. He was trying to help people. And when he found out that his source, revealing who a murderer was, was all lies, he tried to cover it up because his whole life would have shattered. And then it got revealed it was lies, and his life shattered. And instead of blaming himself, he blamed uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker, right. And St. Evil is starting for a character arc, going somewhere else, sitting there. Blah. Yeah, it's, he's just there. It's always... Ugh, Carnage is just not an interesting character to me. So, and... Once you mix the Red Goblin, it just makes Green Goblin sound stupid. It's like, yay, it's Carnage, but he looks different. That's all it is. It's Carnage, but looks different and doesn't talk with a southern accent. That's it. Uh, yeah, Clay Cassie was evil and saying before by the symbiote. Seems probably based on Cal, uh, Cassie Priscilla. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Exactly, Marhawk. So, I did not enjoy the book. It Artistically, you know, the art's good. It's not written badly. I just don't like what's written. Um, but it is not my jam at all. At all. Even a little bit. I got it just to uh, to hate read it, really. I knew I knew I was going to like it. Actually, I was willing to be surprised by this book. I got it because Bob at the comic book store, who pulls my books for me, said, hey, you like Spider-Man? And he just threw it in there. And I said, all right. You know what? Uh, maybe it'll be good. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it shows like some sort of redemption arc for the character. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. It shows interstitial stories we didn't need to see and of him just murdering a bunch of people. I just, just was not fun for me. Not my cup of tea. The story was my cup of tea. The character was my cup of tea. It just... I tried to give it a chance. I, I did not like it. I could see how other people would. I can't one-star it, though, because it's... The art's there, and the writing's mm -hmm. actually good. It's just not for me, but I'm giving it two stars. I did not like it at all. Okay. But it's not bad. What happens in it is bad. I hate 1.5. I could be convinced of 1.5, but the art in it is good. The writing of the, how the characters are is pretty good. It's pretty much pure hack and slash gore to me. It's, if you love horror, maybe this is your thing. It's conflict for a psychopath, so maybe, yeah, Falcon's Lantern, that's a good point. Like I said, it sounds to me like the kind of book 
for people who like torture porn. I don't know. It's just not for me. But hey, maybe it'll be your cup of tea. Maybe you think Red Goblin's awesome and you think Carnage is awesome, in which case, this is probably a five-star book for you. For me, eh, no, it's a two-star book at most. Maybe 1.5. I'm going to go two and be generous because the art's really good. Uh, yep. So, thank you, everyone. Uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? I didn't update that slide. What are your thoughts on Red Goblin? Red Death, everyone. Let me know in the comments, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. If you have any, if you have any comments you want me to review, let me know. And be a legionnaire. If you want more Garthon, like, subscribe, share. Join us for full streams of anime, comics, and games. Remember to chat and give us about the Q&A of Legion members. YouTube membership counts for your page giveaways. Don't forget, Garthon's Compul segment. Check out the Kawami segments on YouTube. My team-ups with Heath Dog and others. And coming soon, my World Finger Cycling segment, which is written. I just need to film it. So, thank you very much. Be a Legionnaire. Be awesome. As you are. Now, everyone, it's the time for the RNG, where we talk about the random things that rumble across our minds. And this week in RNG, in Nerd News, something kind of interesting happening. Uh, if you are a fan of Super Smash Brothers, it's a very popular fan franchise. You might have heard of it. Even if you don't yeah. play console games, you've probably heard you, of Super Smash yeah. Brothers at some point. I have never, ever owned a console that, that had Smash Brothers as, as a part of it. And, and I still know. heard about it. Yeah, of course. It's fun. Um, last year at Christmas, one of my nephews got a Switch and Smash Brothers for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And one of my other nephews brought his Switch. And so we had a bunch of controllers. We ended up playing eight-man Super Smash Brothers. You know, a bunch of us playing. It was fun. It was crazy. But the big news happening on Super Smash Brothers right now is recently they introduced a new character, which they could do the game, Terry mm -hmm. Bogard. From Fatal Fury. Also King of Fighters for the games. Terry Bogard is SNK's Ken, you could say. He's the blonde, muscly American dude. Actually, um, he looks a lot like... Uh, he reminds me of Doc Samson, only with blonde hair. Yeah, you can say that too. Even yeah. though he's not a fighting game character. But uh, yeah, Doc Samson works. But big muscly guy, American. He was one of the two main characters from the first Fatal Fury game and all the other Fatal Fury games, basically. He just got added. I want... Smash has done a good job recently of grabbing characters from other franchises outside of Nintendo and putting them in the games, uh, which has been really neat to see. Been some really fun stuff going on with that. And so Terry Bogard was a surprise because an SNK character, so which is a totally different company. Yeah, why uh, are his hands so big? That's crazy looking. I, I can't get over the the, the huge hands. It's because he could beat the snot out of people. He has huge biceps. He shows a huge everything on this guy. His hands are bothering me, though. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it's just me. stop staring at his hands, you freak. Sorry, sorry. But the, uh... There is a character I kissed Doc Samson. What? Oh, miss. Okay, Raveslayer, I was worried about you for a second. <laughs> so, the, uh... Doc Samson's cool. They... Anyway. So, when they introduced Terry Bogart, he got his own stage, like most the characters do... And in the stage, in the background, are various characters from Fatal Fury and King of Fighters. But one character was notably missing from all that. A very, very, probably the most popular character from the series. 
and that would be my Shirinui, who is missing, not there at all, in Super Smash Brothers. And people want her to be in the game. People why. are asking, why isn't she in there? That's not really a valid question. Everyone knows the answer. Well, the thing is, my Shirinui is not in there because the producer of Super Smash Brothers, uh, Masaharu uh, Sakurai, he did a 48-minute deep dive about uh, adding Terry Bogart stuff. And when asked why Mai isn't in there, he said that uh, because Super Smash Bros. is for good boys and girls of all ages. In other words, Mai is too sexy. Too sexy! Too and sexy. See that? Too uh, sexy. I don't understand. It's, it's, it's a game of gratuitous violence, but boobs are bad. Yeah, right. basically violence is okay. You can you explode people. You can stab them. And Mai is too sexy. But you know who isn't too sexy? Bayonetta. Oh, no, she's okay. She's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. She she actually has something blocking her naughty bits, her cleavage, which is her naughty bits, apparently. True, this game. but no, no, she wears a skin tight outfit covered in guns and does many, many, many suggestive poses. Even hey, in you know Smash. What? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. She properly covers her body She's like a good really girl. Properly covered. No, no, no. no I, I, oh no. She is obviously for good boys and girls. Obviously. Uh, she's like she's obviously. a witch, and she's evil, and she she kills angels. Hey, you know what? Killing killing doesn't matter. It's boobies she, that are bad. Um, boobies are bad. And actually, her clothes are made of ha- are made of her hair. And when she does certain moves, it flows off of her. Making her okay. mostly naked. Yeah, but she has gun shoes, so... She does have gun I... shoes, and those are cool. Yeah. They're not stupid at all. Makes sense. Uh, so... <laughs> uh, Doug says this is getting towards Steel 4 because sinful, late 90s, early hot suites, several more enlightened condition. Maybe. No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's uh, people who don't or cannot look like this, do not want other people saying this is cool well, because it diminishes them. That's it. Maybe. I mean, it's, uh, it's to me a little, see, I can understand why they don't put Mai in there. They don't have to have her in that, in her idle animation. They don't have to have that in the back of the screen. You know, you could have her in one of her less revealing outfits. That is her standard outfit. She has other outfits, of course, modern fighting games, mm. but you can just have her in the back, you know, with a t-shirt on, but no, you that too much. You know, there could have done a lot of things just to put her in there. And there are other characters... I mean, you could get character outfits for characters of the game where they're in swimsuits. Yeah. So... You just don't have her leaning over. That's all you gotta do. And Mai is never portrayed in any of the cartoons... Or anime, sorry. Or any of the manga... The official manga. As a bad naughty person she's actually a very good person she's a good student she's a good girl you know she's just shaped like that people can't help that zero suit samus is just wearing blue paint that's true punished for it so yeah so personally i would like to see my as a playable character yeah yeah but you could okay make her less jiggly and make her a playable character yeah well that doesn't even matter i mean let's let's get right down to it these are imaginary people that don't exist. I That's don't really true. care about them. <laughs> no one should. I don't care if they're sexy. I don't care if they're not because guess what? They're, they're not, not real. real. 
if people spent more time not caring about things that don't really exist, the world will be a much better place. But no, people have to spend precious time out of their lives caring about stuff that doesn't exist and just crapping on the crapping on everyone else's good times. It pisses me off. Yeah, Fox says it reminds me of the congressional hearings about Grand Theft Auto's hot coffee bug, hot coffee hack, uh, that have anim- where anime's character having sex is bad, but drug dealing, murdering, beating up hookers to steal their money, stealing cars, that's fine. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing is, the hot coffee thing was even... You had to hack the game to get into it. It wasn't accessible through standard means. You literally had to hack the game. Yeah, nobody even noticed in there if it wasn't hacked. It was in the game because the programmers were thinking about putting it in there. And then when they decided not to, they just removed any way to access the data instead of going through the process of having to remove it and possibly breaking something. Because yeah. if you have a big, giant game, if you remove something, you might break something else. Yeah. So it's you like, screw pull, it. pull on that thread and the whole thing come apart. Right. It didn't you take know? up much room, so they just yeah. just cut, you know, basically locked the door. And someone hacked the door. So, yeah, it's the thing is, if they had just put her in the background, like leaning against None a bar or something, no one would no have one would said care. a word. Maybe yeah, say, oh, no maybe she'll be player. Is all it would have been. You know, it's all it would have taken. It's all it would have taken. So it's just, it is, especially when you start when you add the comma for good boys and girls of all ages. Like, whoa, 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 let's let's stop this. So you're saying only yeah, Bayonetta bad people? is good? Well, you're saying that, what, you're saying Mai is bad and Bayonetta is good? That's yeah, not... that's opposite day. Yeah. Bayonetta is not a villain. I mean, she, well, she kills angels in the first game. That's It, it kind of makes you a bad guy. I mean, it really does. It it does, but if you play context of the game, it makes sense in that she's trying to do something and forces of heaven are trying to stop her, even though what she's doing actually is for the good of the universe. It, it the Bayonetta games are actually really good games. Anti-hero. I'll She's an anti-hero, yes. Okay. Because good is dumb. There you <laughs> yeah. go. She is a villain. Uh, Bayonetta, I can't really call Bayonetta a villain. She is an anti-hero. She's a protagonist. She doesn't do things because they're bad or because it makes her life better. She doesn't do anything for glory or money. She actually does it to help and protect people. Even if the world is against it. for get it. Yeah. It's, it's over convoluted, you know, anime plot, you know. So, but but yeah, Doug says that this is moral judging going back to 50 style gender presentation. It is, it is. It's really kind of sad. But then again, Smash is basically a kids game. I know mm. you have people who play it professionally. It's a kids game. The designers did not design it to be a tournament fighter. It's a kids game where you have fun and you do crazy attacks and you beat up each other. So, uh, I just find it funny. There's a little lot of controversy going about it right now. But Heathen Dog and I are going to give you the official opinion that all you need to know. And that is, Mai should be a playable character. They shouldn't have said that the game is only for good boys and girls of all ages. Because that just, you know, adds, opens up a can of worms. And three, this is hilarious because of the memes it creates on the internet. So, that's the official opinion. And overall, in the grand scheme oh, of things... Oh, 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 and boobs are always good. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yep. So, and overall, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. All ages want Mai. I agree. People love Mai. Why not? She's fun. She's nice. 
Babies love her. Especially when they're hungry. So, everyone lives by. So that is the official opinion. That's all you need to know about that. So your thoughts on this segment? What are your thoughts on banning my Shinui? Do you think that was silly? Do you think that's reactionary? Do you think that the producer may went a little too far in saying that, you know, by implying that somehow Mai is only for bad boys and girls of not all ages. Do you think so? Or do you think they're right on top of it? Maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to see your six-year-old, you know, son or brother having to question themselves. Like, wow, look at that person. You know, well, let me know. There are definitely artists from both sides. One makes more sense to me. Maybe hey, one you know makes what? more sense to you. No, no. Human beings are born knowing boobs are good. That's where the food that's comes where from. food comes from. That's true. <laughs> it's it's only society that 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 this society that tries to beat you that actually no boobs are bad. It, it goes against your nature. <sighs> All right, everyone. I think I might have missed something. Someone said seriously, Falcon. I don't know why. Anyway, thank you, everyone. And remember. If you want more RNG segments, you can look them up on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. You can join us for full shows, anime, comics, and games. Member only chat gives a monthly QA with Legion with members and accounts towards our Patreon giveaway goals. For more randomness, any anime, comic, game, nerd topics, nerd news, opinions, commentaries, any crazy thing running across your head, let us know and we'll talk about it on the RNGs. Let us know what's going across your little nerdy minds. Or your giant nerdy minds, as it is. Because nothing's sexier than a sexy mind, I tell you, my friend. Mmm. The thought processes get me all excited. So let me know your thought process, my friends. Let us know. And remember, be a legionnaire. And that's all for this week, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Remember, Gen Con 2020 is coming. Badge registration, 26 January 2020. Activity sign up, May of 2020. Yes, May. 17 May. The event is 30 July to 2 August in Indiana. Indianapolis. Oh, Vincent Cheers! Thank you so much, Son! Oh my god! Thank you so much, Son. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Terminator 1000 bonus. Yours. Have you seen the new Terminator movie? Dun, dun, not, dun, dun. I have not. It's not getting a ton of action. It's no. Really flopping, flopping kind of hard. Yeah, it's, it's flopping. It's, it's flopping like a fish in the boat, man. It's, all right, all right, no, all right. Real quick. Right. Here's why I did not go see Terminator. You ready? Shoot. I don't need to see 70-year-olds beat each other up. That's fair. That's fair. I can see that. That's uh, Maybe they're 60, but, you know, they're in good shape for 60. But uh, Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure Schwarzenegger's in his 70s. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't need to see 70-year-olds beat each other up and act like they're badasses. I'm, I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. And also, every new Terminator movie retcons out three. I liked three. I'm the only person. I know. But I liked three. Didn't love it. Zahn is the man. That's right, Rune Slayer. All right, so thank you very much, everyone. Now we're going to keep going. But uh, if you've watched Terminator, let's know. Garth, what's the first anime I've ever seen? Oh, that's a question. He knows the right answer, but uh, well, I never see. saw that one. I was oh, that's right, he never not saw to it. See it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, let me think real quick. What is the worst anime I've ever seen? I've seen a couple of real crap ones. Uh, I'd have to think about it. We know Heathen Dogs. Yeah, we know Heathen Dogs. Um, oh gosh, I remember what the name of it was. I'd have to look it up, and I don't want to. 
Well, maybe I'll know it. Give me the plot. I don't even. I'd have to look. Like I said, I have to look it up. I don't remember. I try not to watch bad anime. Honestly, it's a... well, you, sometimes you just fall into it. You know, it's a trap. That is true. It's a trap. Does Poochie count? I'll say Poochie. No, Poochie okay. actually wasn't that bad. All right. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched. Oh, there was one. It was absolutely god awful. It was like called Angel Force Seven or something. It's about these girls. They get power armor. There's like this robot bunny robot with them all the time. Oh, the plot made no sense. It was completely consistent. The characters sucked. The animation sucked. Uh, fool FLCL. I didn't love FLC Fooly Cooly. Some people did. I, I, I thought it was okay. Ah, what was it like Angel Force Seven or something? Absolutely awful. Worst thing I ever saw. It was a movie. All right. Worst thing I ever saw. All right. So we're gonna play the music because we're leaving because it's late and we got things to do. Like play the music. That's so nice. That's not the music. Man, first week back, I suck. Play the music. Play the music. Google and a Haragora. That could be. I don't know. I'll look it up. So thank you everyone. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate everyone. Later, everyone's on. Thank you so much. You're late. So I was. Yeah, we were fixing slides. Everybody, streaming schedule. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Try the Avatar. Elgarian. Be there. He's the dog. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Seven days to die. Left for dead. Monday, 8 p.m. Live stream. Live stream. 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. In period, 8.30, Thursday. Sunday. Garthon. Actually, I want to say, oh, time to say it, everyone. We're moving. Everyone thought Miss Dunn is leaving a two of the random video key giveaway. I said these before. Watch Legion of Slash 2. Max Leo, Noro, they're entertaining. You will like them. They will be your friends. You'll exchange letters. You'll talk about your future plans together. And on that day, you meet at the park 30 years later. You'll laugh. Oh, you'll laugh about your plans and how they always fell through. But you remain friends throughout the ages. Join our Discord chat. Follow us on Twitter at Legion of Myth. Watch our segments on YouTube. Watch us live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth or slash Legion of Myth 2 or slash Heathen Dog. And uh, next week is our giveaway weekend. Yes. Next weekend, giveaway weekend. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Amazon gift cards, video games, be there. And don't forget to get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, and find love at Legion of Myth. These are goals, you know. This game's going all that away. Be there next week. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it dirty. And have a great diurnal and knowledge.